Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's called a stick it up there. Ah. Game. Whoa. Shut up, Oilers. Shut up, Amy's drunk. Beat it. Beat it. But Adams could have been a bigger miser, a hole jerk. I I don't know the last time I heard a human say miser. They call me heat miser. Community Bank Studios. It's John and Lance. <laughs> I'm too much. Oh, yeah. He's Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. What the? He's Mr. Bell, did you, you put this together? He's Mr. Hundred. It sounds something like you listen to. Yeah. Growing up. Whatever I touch. <laughs> I mean, he is. Thank you. I have no idea. What he's doing. <laughs> is this the old Christmas gene? It is. A, I guess it's very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. John and Lance, along with Dell, and uh, it well, still we happened. We what? The Texans still beat the Titans. It didn't change. They beat the Oilers. Yeah, they beat the Oilers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did change. And then Tennessee tried to. Uh, uh, appeal the game to see if they could get a win somehow, but the, the game held up. You must have slept pretty good because you still got your CPAP line right here. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I must have slept in one place for a while. We must have. That does happen every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know how, yeah. but. Yeah. It looks like it's your beard line, but it's just it's your CPAP line. Yeah, it's just coming in nice. It's it is. Your, your CPAP line's coming in real nice this morning. Well, I was watching some. I watched the game last night. Um, the 135-130 loss? Well, that and then, but late last night, the end of yeah, that one ended earlier. Then you had uh, mm. the third straight loss for the Eagles, and we'll get to the Rockets here in a second. And then uh, had to finish up with some Yellow Jackets. I got to watch them eat humans, and uh, then um, you know did get some sleep. When I woke up, <clears throat> I was hoping that we would appeal the loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but apparently we're not going to appeal. It's going to stay a loss. It's going what? I was hoping w- there might be an appeal, an appeal of Jalen Green's game. Wow. And apparently uh, it looks like that game's going to hold up. Uh, it's not well, going to change. Well, man, Jalen, he was uh, no. yeah, he just wasn't very good last night. He uh, Van Vliet was really good. Fred Van Vliet had, one of, it, had his best game of the season. Yeah, he was really, really Fred good. Fred Van Vliet had Rockets lost in overtime last night, but... Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet played great. I mean, did literally everything you could want. So did Jeff Green. Uh-huh. Jeff Green was really good. And um, when he was on the floor, the the team was really good. Um, Dylan Brooks was 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 okay. But yeah, Jabari Smith and Jalen Green had really really poor right. games. And defensively, the Rockets didn't hold up the way you man. What? To. So this is the second straight game that they've really not been good defensively. Yeah. Well, you know this one. And you're playing a Cavs team that, I mean, I really thought you were going to get this one. Yeah, they're without Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. I know. And, I mean, you're, but, you're missing your two top guys, and you still you still end up losing that one. I mean, to me, that should have been a 
that should be one that you pick off and and you move forward with a, a good you know with a nice win and instead yeah. defensively you didn't get they stopped. They still had Donovan Mitchell who was pretty good. Spider had a big game. Well, I, yeah, I shouldn't say they're two best. Games. <laughs> right. Spider had the the monster yeah. game right. against uh, against Green and really anybody the Rockets who the Rockets put Man. on him. He had the the big big game yesterday, and uh, Donovan Mitchell is still. He's you know he's kind of taken over a little bit of Dame's place in terms of being the best player who's just kind of forgotten. I mean, he was always a great player. Dame always just got forgotten a little bit in Portland. People knew about him. He just was never in the mix. With the Utah Jazz, actually the Jazz were were in the mix in the regular season usually when, when Donovan Mitchell was there, and then they underperformed in the postseason. Now that he's in Cleveland, it's back to being like, oh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's over there. He's still really good with a bunch of guys. Just I know, guys. but he was, but not when they have Garland and Mobley though. They're actually, yeah. they're actually a pretty talented team. When they're then they're three games over five hundred. The Rockets fall to two games over five hundred with the loss. They've lost again, a second straight game. It was back to back. They were just in Milwaukee. They had to go to Cleveland. Maybe a little bit tired. Whatever the case may be, they just were not up to the task. They had a shot. Yeah. Alperin Shengun had a shot, a one legger uh, to to win the game at the end, but he missed. So um, I'll take my shot with an Alperin one with an Alperin one leg fallback. Yeah, typically he's pretty money with those. Yep, yep, yep. And they just missed, and then they lose in overtime, uh, and they got Donovan Mitchell last night. So it was uh, it's it's thirteen and eleven. They're still overachieving, much like the other team uh, that they're mirroring this season. Very much overachieving. Both teams two games over five hundred uh, right now in their season. So uh, yeah, good. Uh, you know the Rockets with a, a tough one, no question about that. But they're playing pretty well without, even without. That's the second straight win uh, that they've had without those two players. So uh, you know they they got a lot of heart. The Cavs do. Um, the the uh, the game, the other game that you were talking about, man, third straight loss for the Eagles. You know, Jalen got- is just uh, he was he's sick. not the same. No, he was sick. Uh, he was sick before the game. They downgraded him to questionable, but still, David Carr. David Carr was David Carr was dumb for the way he the way he put it was really like David Carr was antagonistic uh but David watches watches tape I don't know that he's Brian Balding or out there he's watching games at least I don't know if he's watching tape he's watching, watching more tape now than he did but da- yes, no question <laughs> but David made a comment that has ended up being right so far since he made his comment Jalen still has no touchdowns, has not gone for 200 yards, and has two interceptions. Yeah. He's 0-2. He's since he made his comment, he's 0-2. No he's 0-2. No touchdown passes, two interceptions, uh, and has failed to hit 200 yards passing. They have been two, his two worst games of the season, basically, after David Carr made his comment that maybe they should bench him. Now, now he made a comment about reading defenses, which is a separate comment from what he's talking about because that one's – you know, people are going to get really, you know, they're going to think it's racially based and it's just tape based. Whatever, whatever you see is what you see. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if he's not reading defense, if he's not going through progressions, he's not going through progressions. It's not a racial trait. You know, they had the, the Bengals used to famously had to simplify offenses for Carson Palmer to be a half field reader because he had issues. So this is not, you know, I'd say, I'd tell you David Carr was not a great field reader. It was not a great, um, a guy getting through progressions didn't have a lot of time. Well, he didn't, but he also well, he was captain checkdown. Yeah, I mean, Dominic, just, Dominic. Well, he Davis would go just, from one to four. No, that's it. Andre, 
Oh. Uh, and some Dominic, of that was Andre Dominic Davis. But but Andre his Dom- but his point, you know, he was he made it. It sound it got kind of not personal, but it got it 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 stirred a reaction. But the general point of making sure that Jalen is right physically, if he wasn't right, that's not a bad. Like it's the reason I think there's a chance CJ Stroud doesn't play this week is because you're not taking chances for the Texans. You're not taking chances with a guy who is your future. Yeah. Uh, and if you make don't make the playoffs, not the end of the world for you. For the for the for the Eagles, you know, if David had made the point, listen, and he did make the point, but it got lost in the rest of it. If he had just said, look, they're they are trying to win a Super Bowl title. They've got a big lead. There's no reason to play Jalen Hurts until he's at 100. percent That's what he should have said, but he threw some extra in there and got people pissed off. And now he's he's posting like he posted a, a bald eagle yesterday at emoji, and then a and then a scene from Lucky Gilmore, Happy Gilmore. We said, "Fine, do whatever you want." <laughs> was yesterday. <laughs> this is the second week in a row he's trolled Eagle fans. He's done it twice. Well, now where he's now, trolled Eagle is fans. it is it well. Is it so much, which is my biggest worry about what's going to happen with C.J. Stroud, is Shane Steichen's gone, right? Shane Steichen now is one of the favorites for Coach of the Year, and deservedly so. Uh, Shane Steichen, D'Amico, Dan Campbell, maybe even Kevin Stefanski are up there for Coach Steichen of the Year. Steichen really has done what the Colts are at 8-6 and yes. six with, with Gardner Minshew. Like, that's hard to have a full-time backup and, and be in the playoff hunt. We've seen this year how hard it is to just I mean, win with a backup. We all think that it's, you know, D'Amico, no question because of the expectations of the Texans and where they're at. But Steichen's getting a lot of love out there. Steichen's getting a lot of love for oh, yeah. what he's doing with and the Colts. He, and, and, yeah, and he should. I mean, Steichen's doing it with Minshew. The Texans have been doing it with Stroud. Right. <laughs> That's a big difference. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, well, this week it certainly helped with, you know, doing it with Case Keenum. Right. Uh, I heard on a podcast this brought up as interesting. Why isn't Kyle Shanahan coach of the year? Yeah, he's getting the tr- you know, Kyle Shanahan he's really. He's just he's yeah, but if the, they're the best team, he's getting the Bobby Cox treatment. Right, he's yeah. getting the treatment, and he's never of, won it. So why wouldn't we just give it to the guy? He's with the never best won team? it, and he's universally I considered believe. one of the best coaches in the league. If you're the best coach, just because your team is good, don't you have some say in why they're so good? Yeah, you're right. Kyle Shanahan should be. It's kind of like with the MVP, where it only goes to. The MVP, I mean, the if you're a favorite, you're, you're probably not going to win Coach of the Year if you're a favorite and then you win. It's going to be teams that are expected to come up, that, that make a come up, or the unexpected teams. That's typically so, how it goes. So, yeah, he's never won. The closest he came is winning Assistant Coach of the Year in 2016. Who should be, okay, who should be Comeback Player of the Year? We all, in the NFL, we have to put our, <clears throat> we put our preseason and then our half-season predictions for all these different awards. And we're just putting DeMar Hamlin and moving on because uh-huh. he's going to win because of circumstances. But if we're being if we're being okay, so all right, he got the award. Now sure. let's do the let's, now let's do the let's real award. Let's actually look at it. Okay, yes. now let's do the real award. Who is the comeback player of the year? Well, if year? I'm going I For me it doesn't have to be injury. It can be it can be comeback can be from injury, but it can also be just you're a much better player than So year. DeMar Hamlin Davis Mills? No. So DeMar Hamlin came back from near death. Davis Mills has got three straight wins in games where he's thrown a pass. He doesn't get well. Coming. Okay, he doesn't he have three straight wins. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he didn't okay, actually so throw it's a not pass. Mills. No, so you've got why isn't Lamar Jackson included coming back from being injured? Yeah, he could be. Uh, we had a the other quarterback who's been healthy all year. People are saying he should retire from football. Uh, that would be the the man in Miami. Oh, Tua. He, 
the Dolphin should be prosecuted. He shouldn't play football anymore. He's been healthy, so but we're going to remove them because Demar has the injured and came back thing, right? He has that. If we're going to give it to someone who's injured and came back, Demar's winning that. Baker, I mean Baker, honestly should be comeback player of the year. That's yeah, that's the answer. Baker Mayfield right now. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I hate coming back from suck. I mean, why? That's but, harder than, than coming back from injury. Well, no, 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 no. I just you were just bad, and so. But I, once you're bad, you're not usually not than good back from injury. It's not harder. Oh, I think it's easier to come back from injury. It happens. We see that happen thousands of times. Every, every year we see it happen in the double digits. How often do you come back from bad football player? So, you don't usually come back from that. So if Christian, so we're going to credit a guy like Christian Javier. If he comes back and right. he's really good next year, we're going to give him credit for sucking. No, and here's why. Christian Javier has been in an elite form before. Baker Mayfield has. Well, was, okay, but you could be great and then suck. And I mean, great. Baker Mayfield was down. No one considered him to be anything. Like, for him to be a factor now, it's like, oh, my God, well, Baker Mayfield. Well, is Gino won it last year. Geno Smith, he came back from being not good. And, and, and Geno Smith was a perfect was a perfect choice. And I think Baker Mayfield follows in that in that Geno track. Baker, nothing was expected of him. He was his 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 career was considered, you know, basically washed away. What and, about Gardner Minshew? Yeah, Gardner could be. I think Gardner was if Yeah, Gardner. I mean, he was Yeah, second. Gardner could be my different here's my here's my the big difference for me is it, I have to go look at their stats. Gardner still turns it over a lot, but Gardner Minshew could be Baker I mean, Baker took over as the starter. Gardner was given the starting position, uh, and Gardner will go back to being a backup. Baker may now be the the starting quarterback. I mean, it's a pretty great story for his, you know, Drew Locke had one just yesterday, had a moment yesterday. Yeah. But uh, is there no one for the Texans, right? No. <laughs> what, Derek Stingley, comeback player of the year? People would have to know he existed. I mean, we Pro joke, Bowl. we joke, but is it a joke? Well, well, he, he well, came Derek back from Stingley's not playing. Start his campaign out there on Twitter. That, vote for me for comeback. He's not player looking of the for year. that one. I don't know that he wants that. He's not looking for that one. Currently, the odds. I, I, I'm on sportsbettingdime.com. They have odds from multiple. Theirs books. is the best. By Clearly, Demar Hamlin is the the odds on right. favorite. Um, in second place, you have different options. And uh, Matthew Stafford is there yeah. in second place. Uh, Joe Flacco's making a run. Now, um, Tua is in second <laughs> place in another one. Blacko should be considered. He's hadn't played enough games. So there's not a consensus right now beyond DeMar being the clear favorite. At, but as far as two, you can go Baker, Tua, Joe Flacco, Stafford. They're all in that range depending on what book you look at. So, all right, 714. Tua shouldn't be it. He he nearly died. Eh, oh, he had a concussion. Remember, remember, he, he, he should have never played. Remember, he prosecuted. He he came back. At, he came back and played. Then had another cut. The concussion. league must step in. Step in. Why is he playing football? Save him. Uh, Someone save Tua. <laughs> and then when they save him and he's playing really well, eh, yeah, whatever. Tyreek, like whatever. Tyreek is the guy. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you say that too. That's what they say. What about uh, Justin Herbert being comeback player of the year? Come gotta, back from what? Bad, bad coaching? <laughs> it's the coaching that's limiting him. <laughs> of we got to break it here. 713-780-3776. Gary, we'll get you in here on the other side. Uh, I got a story that I got to confirm and see if the, the, this is true. But uh, about C.J. Stroud, we'll find out. You, you may be right about him not playing again this week. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. what He's still in uh, concussion protocol. Mm. That's for sure. D'Amico was asked. His answer, he is in robot mode now. 
CJ is still on concussion protocol. Yeah. That's, all, that's, that's the only it. answer you that's get it. now. Time to talk about aqueduct plumbing. The answer that you're going to get from Billy Brown is, yes, I'll come to your house and I'll fix whatever it is. In this holiday season, I mean, you never know. we got to have people over at the house. They're going to be blowing it up, blowing up your bathroom. That's just awful. And Billy Brown is here for you. So, you know, they put the kids, they put too much toilet paper in there in the in the – in the toilet, or they, they throw the food in the sink, and it's clogging it all up, and everything else doesn't matter what it is. And it, listen, if we get a cold, and if we get cold, and it uh, uh, freezes the pipes, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. Now is not the time to do preventive stuff, but now is the time. If you have any incidents whatsoever, you call Billy Brown and the folks over at Aqueduct. Yeah, how about uh, tankless water heater? Maybe you want to get one. Maybe you don't have one, but you're so tired of that hot water running out. Maybe it happened to you this morning when it was a little colder outside and those pipes, well, that water gets cold quick, doesn't it? Or it takes forever to heat up. How about getting a tankless water heater so that you don't run out of hot water? You always have it. you got a family of five or more. Forget about it. That's going to be a major, major concern for you. God forbid people come over and visit and they stay with you. Get a tankless water heater. They can make the installation simple, and before you know it, you'll have hot water forever. So make sure that you have our friends over at Aqueduct Plumbing Company. So many different things that they can do for you at fair prices, very reasonable, and there's never a fee for them to come out and inspect what's going on. It's aqueductplumbingcompany.com. ESPN 975.com. You need to learn. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5. We had to make an executive decision yesterday. For those of you that were coming to Klein's for the Christmas party, we're going to Knicks. It's going to be like, it's like 90% chance of rain on Friday. So, yeah, Mark Klein accused me of being pessimistic and making kind of well, when it says, making it rain because it, of pessimism. When it, when, it, when it says 90%. When it keeps going up oh, as the right. day moves on. So let me instead, check daily. We are going to go out. Dell is thrilled. With hey, this. Oh, wait a minute now. Can't be it's happy. only 84% now. You've already made oh, your decision. It's 84%. Should we go and get rain out? And it's supposed to rain in the morning. It's we're, raining in the morning. We're too, going to go to Klein's on Thursday. We'll do the broadcast live from there. We want you to come. We'll have some food. We'll have uh, coolers of beer out there if you can stop by on your way to work or you want to come and hang out with yeah. us. But we're going to do it inside the uh, the jewelry store. Yeah, Thursday, come by if you got a chance. Yeah. Um, and you then, know, some and, of you may not be working, so come on out. And we'll have food there too, right? Yeah, we'll have some. We'll have breakfast tacos and whatnot. Uh, Valencia's is going to make us breakfast tacos. Oi, oi, oi. And then, um, yeah, and then on Friday, all day at Nick's, and starting with our show at Nick's Place. So, and we're going to have the onside kick. Klein is going to come there, do the onside kick, and we're going to do, and he's going to give away all kinds of jewelry. He'll be giving away jewelry on Thursday as well. So if you want to come on by and get something. Or what I did, I had him, I had him make something for me. Okay. And I'm picking it up on Thursday. Now is the time to call him, 832-316-1388. Text him. That I sent him a picture, and he goes, done and he's already we, made it are we going to be able to do the um where people get to choose between real diamond and lab-grown diamond they'll, they'll, and if they win they win to, they'll never be able to guess okay. never it's the same uh my wife is my daughter has uh swim lessons or she has something that day and my wife canceled them just so they could all come to the christmas party 
on Friday yeah. at Knicks. So my wife's going to come out there and bring the all place. the all the kids. So Mason, we need to get a basketball goal in case anyone wants to get a little taste of that dribble package. Did, oh, did you see the kid that they sent us? The eleven-year-old. Uh, that kid. That kid is, could be Bob Cousy. Oh no, I, I showed. <laughs> yes, he could be Bob Cousy. I showed. Uh, I showed. I said, Mason, can you come in here for a second? I wanted to make sure you knew. There's an eleven-year-old. Not you. Don't need to worry about Bob Cousy. You need to worry about this eleven-year-old. Oh, that eleven-year-old killed. Kill Greg, what's his name? Greg uh, uh, Pruitt. Eric. No, Eric it's something. Eric something. And Eric, this kid yeah, Eric is Eric Blunt Jr. Yeah, Eric Blunt Jr. Oh my this gosh, kid is his the, handles are insane. This, the way he plays, period. The shots, you see his 360, I'm he's gonna, 11. I'm going to retweet this and you can see it. It's uh, it, it, The kid is unbelievable. The kid is unbelievable. Craig in Texas sent this to us. It's By the way, who is TikTok. Rob Dillingham? I saw the name Rob. Yeah, no, I know. Who is that? Who is Rob Dillingham? Do you know? Uh, um, one of you're our culture friends. vulture. Who, Del, who is What did Rob, you call me? It means you love culture. No, that's not a what culture, culture vulture means. It yeah, means you somebody who's always around the that's culture. That's not what it means. It means someone who latches on to culture for their own benefit. And then, oh, see, that's I thought you. it meant. And, the, and oh, then, and then when they've they've rinsed all they could out of it, they toss it away. It's mostly been thrown at white people when they try to lock on the hip hop. <laughs> I thought it was you, like because yeah. you know a bunch about culture. That's so you're not a culture that's vulture. Not, if you're, if you're that's a, not a culture vulture. Vultures are always hovering like, over. Like Miley Cyrus got the that accusation because because at one point for like a, a year she was all very much in the hip hop and then she gravitated back to what about her Ari- roots. Well, how come she can't just like it? What well, about now? Well, I would say she, she's I would, now no longer associated. See, Miley with Cyrus, it. I wouldn't say that about. Well, now, of course, Ariana she Grande. What do you mean? Ariana Grande has almost completely changed. Well, she she the hasn't Jenners? she hasn't left. The, the point Jenners? is now that we're getting the we're going right. to get away with this because it's all pop culture crap. But I'm but, looking right now. Rob Dillingham is not. Um, I don't know. Rob is a freshman is. at Kentucky. He's a basketball player. If you if you want to blame anyone for that last 35 seconds, blame Lance because he called huh? me culture you, vulture for no reason. You fell into the trap. I think you kind of are. You, you don't know, know that. I, what? How am I a culture I vulture? Uh, Evanescence. What? What? <laughs> Stop! You're such you're such Gallagher. Stop it, Gallagher. Let's get oh Gary left. Rob, oh God dang it, <laughs> Rob Gary, Gary call right back. Gary, call back. We'll call in go. literally immediately. We just had some. Yeah, uh, we or, just had to finish not. that off. Yeah. Rob Dillingham is a Kentucky guard. basketball player. I yes. guess he was one of those young mixtape guys. Yes, whoever got hyped up on because that's the one thing now. The young mixtape guys they tend to kind of wash out. A lot of them don't end up making mm. a big difference. Like I've, I can't tell you. Have you seen the one that they're calling Chris Mullins' grandson? No. The the. White kid with the glasses. No. He looks like Michael Connor. No, no, Michael Connor. Yeah, he doesn't have glasses. No, Chris Mullen doesn't look like Michael Connor. Well, he's uh, kind of a, no. a ginger. Chris Mullen. <laughs> yeah, no, Michael's a real ginger. No, Michael's a real ginger. Chris yeah. Mullen. Michael's like Game of Thrones ginger. What? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, Game that, of that, one of the wildlings. You know that redhead wildling. I don't know. Rose. His name. The one who oh the oh, yeah. the, the one who liked the big woman. You're comparing yeah. him to him. He doesn't look like him, but he's got that color red hair. He's like a real redhead. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, you he's to, a real redhead. You want to find two uh. people completely opposite? You picked that wild no, Michael Connor. Saying, as he a redhead, big woman. <laughs> he did like the big woman. Did he really? That's what he said. He liked yeah. the big woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't find. Yeah, I was going to look for that. I don't even know that guy. That I don't even know name. how we got here. Gary, call back in. We don't know if it was Gary 
defender of black quarterback Gary or yeah, Gary it was, it was or it could have been Gary it wasn't I'm telling you keep well, it, it could have been keep it real Gary, Gary. there's two okay. different Gary's okay and I, I have a feeling he wanted to talk about because uh, Lance Carr, brought up David Carr and Jalen Hurts. Hurts yes was it racially motivated he didn't say that but that's what he wanted he wanted to talk uh, about David that Carr's subject. not David Carr's not his his comments you can have listen I'm sorry if you're no, you a quarterback can't. If somebody you can't comment, well, you on don't know what a black Carr's player, thinking. he a, may be a racist. A black commenter, no, he's you not a racist. Know. David Carr, and you shouldn't call him a racist. That's pretty I didn't bad. Say he didn't call him a racist. David Carr is not a racist. <laughs> he suggested he might. Nobody be. is. They're not Which these people. Not these great. analysts now. Do they have biases? Yeah, they could have biases. Is it racially motivated? Mm-hmm. I would say with most, it is not. Uh, I think David Carr saw some. Jalen Hurts. Okay, so one thing that you said making commenting about Shane Steichen and Jalen. And then here's why I would say it's way different. A big part of Jalen's game is running the football. He is, in NFL circles, he is a plus runner, and he would be an average passer in terms of a pocket. If Jalen if Jalen tore up his knees and lost all of his uh, uh, ability to, to run and move outside the pocket and extend plays, he's not going to beat a lot of people from the pocket. As a, If people know he, he can't do that, He's not just going to sit and beat you from the pocket all day long and throw for 280. And, you know, part of what makes him great is that's who he is. It's no different than if a, a guy with who, Greg Maddox doesn't have a great fastball. He's got to have – you've got to be able to place the ball. Zach Grinke's got to be able to place the ball. That's, it's no different. It's no, Take race out of it. Certain people are built – a fastball pitcher is a fastball pitcher. Jalen is a dual-threat quarterback. That's what makes him special. Uh, and that's what makes him harder to guard because you're not sure how he's going to beat you. I would say that the difference with – and so losing Shane Steichen, yeah, he lost a guy who was maybe a really good play caller for him, but I think some of it is teams just went to school on Jalen. That was Jalen's first really good year last year. Jalen has had one really good year during his career, so now they watch tape and they've probably taken some tendencies away away from him in the offseason. With C.J. Stroud, I would say the big difference – and Jalen was not known as you know, having special passing qualities in college. He – could he could now he's he throws a good ball throws a tight spiral has good arm strength did not throw on time it would he would wait a little too long sometimes deep balls guys had to wait on it with CJ Stroud throws on time with CJ Stroud throws accurately like these are true quarterback qualities I don't think it's going to matter with Bobby Sloak now could it hurt him you know do you want to have a certain type of offense yes you do so I I won't say that's not a factor but I will say I think his qualities supersede. To me, his qualities supersede Bobby Slowick. I mean, I think that's just how – I think C.J. Stroud, no matter who's his coach, is going to be an accurate quarterback who sees the field well. Um, I think he's going to really help – he's one of those guys who – I'm not saying it's Tom Brady-like, but you know, Tom Brady wasn't beholden to any one coordinator. Tom Brady helped the coordinator. I think C.J. Stroud is helping Slowick too. I do think it's – I think it's mutual. I think it's mutual. Make no mistake about it, Bobby Slowick. His stars rising a little bit because C.J. Stroud is having a great year, and some of that you can't all be Bobby Slowick, can't all be C.J. Stroud either. But man, C.J. Stroud's the one out there making the. No, oh, he is absolutely, and he's he's reading defenses, and he's making the right decisions, and he's accurate, and all. If of those I'm things. Slowick, man, I make sure I've got a great setup because if not, I'm going back C.J. Stroud and succeeding next year too, and I'm waiting for. The perfect spot. I know. I remember Ballard told me. But, but how many perfect spots open? Chris up? Ballard would bad teams. Ballard wouldn't go coaches. to the Titans. He had yeah. a chance to go to the Titans, and he said, "I just did. I just wanted to wait." I said, but "Their you ownership could, I said, is you, terrible." I said, "You may never get a chance to to be a general manager if you don't take these." Yeah. He goes, 
I would rather he goes, Lance, in this business we get one shot. Yeah. And if you don't and if you don't go to a spot and he got well, he got where he thought he had Andrew Luck and he had a good media and he had all this stuff like he thought he had that. Now yeah. he's like on his twelfth quarterback right. in four years. But um uh same thing with Bobby Slowick. This is a great spot, man. You got D'Amico Ryan's, you've got you're gonna make a good paycheck. You got D'Amico Ryan's, you got owners who don't really meddle, you got a a quarterback, you've got a young star receiver. Um, D'Amico Ryans, as a matter of fact, when we come back, want to hear from D'Amico Ryans. He paid a great compliment to the offensive line, and it's something that I never really thought about. I didn't even thought about the offensive line's play. It didn't even, I'm like, if you ask me how did they play, I'd say, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Did they? I guess they struggle. I don't know. I don't know how the offensive line played. When we come back, have you heard see, what's, what D'Amico said? No. Okay, let's go. We'll hear what D'Amico Ryan said about not just the offensive line, but uh, where C.J. Stroud is right now and also defensively uh, the differences in the run game this year, how they're stopping the run. All right, but first let's talk about Craig DeSurf. Let's talk about Craig DeSurf. Let's talk about uh, the new new specials they have going on. I I told you guys this. When a new month comes, a lot of times there's new specials. So I want to focus right now on the, the specials they have going on right now with our friends over. It's Chevrolet. The Chevy Red Tax Hill continues at Gulf Coast Chevy in Angleton. Uh, they got lots and lots of 2024 Chevy Silverados for you to choose from. Just get down there and you can check them out in person for yourself. For you, the Red Tax Hill means savings. For example, on the 2024 Chevy Silverado 1500 Crew Cab LT, well-qualified buyers are going to get 1.9% APR financing or $2,500 total cash allowance. Shop today at Gulf Coast Chevy in Angleton. They've also got the Chevy Traverse available for you uh, and so many other Chevy vehicles, whether it's a larger SUV, a midsize SUV, or these great pickup trucks. There is a Chevy waiting for you. It's in Angleton. You can shop online, start the car buying experience at LanceZcars.com. Chevy, find new roads. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, home of the Norwegian Blue. A remarkable bird, the Norwegian Blue, in it beautiful plumage. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Yeah, 735 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So before we hear from uh, D'Amico about the offensive line, here are their PFF grades. Pass blocking, Tunsil 77. Is this for the game? For the game. Okay. Tunsil 77, Juice Scruggs 49. Well, that's not high. Dieter 80. Mason, 54, Charlie Heck, 66.7. I would tell you that's pretty good for Charlie Heck. Based on, I, I, I look at, I don't, I don't care about, I'm, I'm confronted with their grades all the time from looking at prospects because my, my tape is tied to their, their data points. And uh, that's actually not bad for Charlie Heck. No. Tackles are have, you know, you see the two guards scored low, the center. Center's, to me, one of the easier jobs pass protection-wise. That's actually that's not bad. That's not bad. Charlie Heck there and Laramie Tunsil in the seventies is actually pretty good, especially since Charlie Heck hasn't played. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean that's actually really good. Here was run blocking. Yeah, Tunsil forty nine, Scrugg sixty one, Dieter sixty one, Mason sixty eight, Heck fifty nine point eight. That checks out. Tackles. Yeah, and although Josh Jones had to come in. We'll see how Laramie Tunsil is this week. Whether or not he's even going to play now. Well, D'Amico Ryans was asked about the offensive line. Um, 
and how they played. And D'Amico was actually glowing in his uh, optimism and his uh, the credit he was doling out. No doubt. Our O-line, they're, they're the player of the game <laughs> because uh, that's one of the best games that they've had. They opened up the lanes. As you said, they opened up the lanes for Motor. Motor ran it well, but the way they blocked their targets, the way they finished, thought everybody in the O-line stepped up for us when we needed it most. Haven't ran the ball well in a few weeks. That was our one of our best run outings of the year, and it all starts with the men up front. And they, did a, they did a really great job this past Sunday. You know, rushing yards, 148 rushing yards. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, no Jeffrey Simmons helps, but it is what it is. It also helps on the other side that we didn't have most of our players. Uh, the Texans had 340 yards total offense to 204 for the Titans, but he called the offensive line uh, sacks allowed. The Texans allowed four sacks. The Titans allowed seven. So you know, I don't. I think for player of the game, he said his offensive line. I think what he's basically telling you is that we needed to run the ball, and yeah. we were able to run the ball yeah, that's uh, enough. Enough. I don't know that I would call them the player of the game. Kaimi Fairbairn's the player of the game. Or, and he got the team motor. ball. Yeah. But, I mean, Fairbairn had two over 50, and they didn't have to run a real play, the play before they kicked yeah. the field goal. They were like, eh, he can make this. Yeah. Fairbairn has been so money. Ever since that one bad year, yep. he's really been great. Bill O'Brien yep. should get more credit for um, being really great at signing kickers. That's really what we're talking about here. Bill O'Brien is a great kick signer. Hey, oh no, no question. He was one of the best. One of the great, one of the best GM kick signers of all time. One of the best. Here's D'Amico talking about having Kaimi back. Having Amy back was huge for us. It's it's confidence for our entire team, knowing you know how how good of a kicker he is, how he's been throughout his entire career, knowing all right the work that he's put in and how he showed up at practice each day and just showing his teammates that he was ready to go. He was ready for the moment. And, you know, how does it change your game plan? You just you just want to know where is his range, and that changes a game-to-game basis with the wind, with the weather, whatever we're facing, right? You just want to know his range, how he kicks in pregame, and how he's feeling. So we, we had a good idea about his range there and felt really good about it. Emi felt good about it, and you don't know how bad you need a kicker until you, you know, <laughs> until you miss one, right? And, uh kind of goes it's a hard job right it's a very hard job a lot of pressure that goes into that moment and everybody you know you want to blame the kicker if it doesn't go well but man it takes some confidence it takes some strength to be calm confident in the moment and that's what Amy was for us and man we're excited to have him back you know I, I he he makes a good a really good point here was that a shot at Amendola does he hate Amendola? <laughs> I think he's just being real. Amendola stunk. Well, he hit a he had a game winner for you. Great. How, how you forget? He also missed. Dude won a game. Oh, you know for what? You. He's just not an NFL starting kicker. He's a replacement kicker. He came in, missed extra points, missed field goals too. He's the Case Keenum of kickers. It is pressure. Came in and won a game for you. Yeah, it is pressure packed with, without question. I mean, we see how pressure packed it is every single week. But Fairbairn. Young Way Koo and Fairbairn are two, and Justin Tucker, and I won't say Money McPherson. Well, this kid Aubrey has been killing it. But I I wonder, like, some of those guys just mentally just are not getting rattled by anything. Justin Tucker never gets rattled. No. Never. 
But Fairbairn might be in this category now, too. Fairbairn is really hitting the ball well consistently. And what a difference it makes to have Fairbairn back. Do you know, I told a friend of mine, he was like, he said, hey, I was looking at, uh, <laughs> this guy goes, I was looking at uh, some of the Texan stuff, uh, uh, gambling stuff. And I said, yeah. He goes, yeah. And they had, um, they have an over-under on field goals. Did you Have you ever heard of that? I was like, what is it? He said, it's three and a half field goals. I'm like, that's a high number. Yeah, but I, all I could think of was Fairbairn's back, and he makes them. Case probably isn't going to be able to put it in the end zone. You know, they'll move the ball, but that's they're probably not going to finish. That's a big number of field goals. And it went over. Yeah. That's for the game. Yeah. And all no, I, could, I, know. I I guess it is. I just kept thinking it was low yeah, but based on the situation. Well, I didn't see the Texans finishing in the red zone. No. I thought they'd move the ball. But I didn't think they'd finish, and I thought every time he got his shot, he would make his field goal. Did you like the Fairbairn. decision right before the half to kick the field goal as opposed to go for it? Yes. Take points because you knew it was going to be a lower scoring. I felt like I don't know. you they started. They put 13 up. Nah, but not the offense. You'd given them free points, and Levis was not. They really weren't moving the ball. They had 204 yards of offense. Yeah, the Texans had more offense than they did yeah, in the first half, and we're down 13 I think if three. you look at it, you were down 13, but that was a defensive touchdown. Their offense was showing yeah. no signs of really moving the ball, so I kind of thought, well, if you get two field goals, then you're a touchdown away from tying the game up. Yeah. I don't know. I was. So I, I actually hey, listen. Like, he was right. There's no question about it. And I'm I'm for taking the points. All wait, the time yeah. What too. are you talking about? Yeah. Dan Lanning. Yeah. Is, no. 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 I'm for taking the points too. I just saw it in that situation. Man, I I didn't know that you were going to get there again. Let alone, <laughs> I, honestly, at the time it did, you didn't. You it didn't did. look like it. the offense picked up second half. Well, the offense no, the offense did more than the than the tight than the the Oilers in the first half, and yet only scored the three points. Well, in large part because of the pick six, they had thirteen points, but. Uh, they actually were moving the ball okay, and just not do, not not you know having to punt it away uh, all the time. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in here, you're more than welcome to do that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The number to hang out with us here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Right now, the Texans were a big underdog last week, weren't they? They were, and uh, all the underdog fantasy. You know, you may have gone gone in and thinking that you were an underdog for some of your. Pick them challenge picks that you had. The pick them challenge with underdog fantasy. They allow you to play this game called uh, it's it's the pick them challenge. But what you do is you pick between two and, and uh, five players, and then it pays off in a big way. It pays off with a great opportunity for you to win multipliers of your original play. So let's just say you play, let's say a hundred dollars, and you play, for example. Three players. That's going to pay six to one. So you will make $600 if you go higher or lower on the statistics that are out there. And you've got a variety of statistics to choose in football or basketball, a variety to choose. And once that happens, you can go find the best statistics that you feel like are a little bit soft, and you can go higher or lower. And if you win, if you prove that you've got that skill to analyze and make the right plays on higher or lower, guess what? you're going to find out that you're going to make real money. It's completely legal here in the state of Texas. Make sure that you download the app from Underdog Fantasy and you use promo code Lance on your first deposit. You're going to get up to $100. You'll double your initial deposit up to $100. But the great thing that's going on right now is they've got their uh, their days of giving. This. These surprise season promos are going on right now. It started on December 4th. It's running all the way through the year. Go follow Underdog Fantasy on uh, Twitter, on X at Underdog Fantasy, and you can find out how you have a chance to win a Nintendo Switch, a PS5, and much, much more. 
Follow at Underdog Fantasy. But you must be 18 or older if you're going to play Underdog Fantasy. You can, of course, follow them. It's completely free and easy to follow them. But if you want to play Underdog Fantasy, you must be 18 or older, present state. Well, Underdog Fantasy operates terms apply. Conservative your play call 800 Gambler or go to ncpgambling.org. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Watch out for that foot bone. I would like to rear up and jackknife my legs and kick you both in the jaw with my foot bone. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. Hey, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm not sure. I've got word from a reliable source that uh, CJ had some kind of event today that he might not, he probably won't be able to show up for. And, oh, uh, an event. Okay. And uh, there's a, I think his mom might be taking his place, but it, you know, it's not, it's not great. There's a chance he doesn't play this week. Again. Oh yeah. There's a good, I think, I think probably better than good chance. He doesn't I don't play. know. I don't know the where he is, but I was asked, you know, you always get that. Do you think CJ will play? My guess was it's 50, 50 uh, looking at quarterback concussions a lot of quarterbacks don't come back after one week, so right off the bat, that makes it tough. Yeah. And when you think about the level of importance of a C.J. Stroud, I just don't think they're going to take any chances. You don't want to stack concussions. So nope. my guess is he died, I think, as 70 I mean, look, it's ruined play. to his career. Yeah. I mean. You don't, want to, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, it's ruined his career. How so? Not any good. Ah. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's all I'm saying. I'm oh, just saying. I mean, you watch this year and say it's not any good. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Interesting. I'm, I'm standing by what I said. Interesting. Okay. Did you see uh, DeMonte KZ was suspended for the year? He has had multiple hits on on defenseless receivers. And basically the NFL goes, okay, that's it. After an ejection for the hit on, you referenced this yesterday to Michael Pittman yeah. on that hit where Pittman was yep. coming in head first. Uh, DeMonte KZ has been suspended for the final three games of the season without pay for repeated violations of rules meant to protect the health and safety of players. The NFL Vice President of Football Operations, John Runyon, issued the suspension for a violation of the rule that states it's a foul if a player forcibly hits the defense's player's head or neck area with the helmet, face mask, forearm, or shoulder even if the initial contact is lower than the player's neck, and regardless of uh, whether the defensive player also uses his arms to tackle the defensive player by encircling or grasping him. Uh, in a letter to KZ, Runyon said the Steelers' safety had an unobstructed path to Pittman and the illegal contact could have been avoided. Uh, I saw some discussions about this, and I saw some people I respect a lot just say, "What is what was he supposed to do? Honestly, you know, it's fine that you make the point. Well, how could he have broken up that pass? He can't. That's just one of those where you got to get an earlier break. You got to read the quarterback quicker and get an earlier break. When a guy's diving forward, there really is no way for you to break up the pass unless you hit him on his, you know, thigh and hope he lets it go. If you want to say, and I saw this question asked by a few people, how can he break that up then? He can't unless he's going to do it illegally. I mean, he can't. I get it. You're right. How does he break it up? He can't. Yeah. Without, without, 
And that's un. And you know what? How is that different than a 15-yard penalty for pass interference? Where you say, well, how is he going to be able to break this up without going directly through the player and getting a 15-yard penalty for pass interference? He can't. Sometimes there are just some plays you're in position where you can't make the play. And yep. that's one where you can't make the play, but it's not because of pass interference. It's because of a 15-yard penalty. I mean, these colossal hits are, are they're a high number of players, relatively speaking, who are committing suicide and, and going through severe CTE issues. I'm sorry, but that just trumps you being able to knock the ball out of Michael Pittman's hands. And that shot was a, man, that was a wicked shot. that I, I worried about his neck, to be honest with you. Your reasoning is why I don't buy into players. You go, well, if we can't hip drop tackle, he's going to drag me for two yards. Well, he dragged you for two yards because is it the two-yard gain that gets him a first down or you knocking out a player for four weeks because of a knee injury or longer? Okay, is there a difference, though, between head injury and the rest of them? Because uh, I think the other ones have not, like, yes, football is a physical sport. It's a dangerous ask sport. Ask Mark There's Andrews whether, he'd ra- whether he would have suffered. I know the Guys always say, hit me in the head. You don't get hurt. Yeah. Like Mark Andrews would say, yeah. I mean, they knocked me out for a year and a chance. We got a chance to win a Super Bowl because of a hip drop tackle. So what if I drag into the end zone? You just knocked me out for the year because of this tackle. Take the, hey, you were out of position. I score a touchdown. Sometimes it goes that way. But instead, your only recourse is to drop down your entire weight on me and now I'm out for the year. How's that fair? Yeah, but I don't think the NFL is going to look at that the same way they look at. Well, I think they are. They're concussion. going. They're definitely looking at it. Definitely- oh no, I know they yeah. are. But I, the concussion thing. I mean, they've had to pay out millions and millions of dollars. They have had players who have shot themselves in the chest so that they could preserve their brain. Well, that's Junior Seau, one of the great linebackers of all time. The CTE ended up, you know, killing him. Basically, that's certainly about the after effects of playing football. But as far as right. keeping their their players on the field. They, they got rid of horse collaring. Yeah. Why wouldn't the hip drop be next? Well, it's in the same category, for sure. Uh, 753, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Why don't you just make your flag football, Dell? <laughs> oh, yes, that's what I'm asking for. I'm just asking for guys not to be de- debilitated. I'm just preparing mis- you for Twitter, because mis- the- if you come out and say that, that's what you're going to get. Yes, because the, the two-yard ga- two dragging of a first down and preventing that is equal to Mark Andrews or another player being out for the year. Tyreek Hill in the in the Monday night game was kind of a horse collar, kind of a hip drop tackle. Of. It was one or the other. And we're saying, well, particularly on that play, he was going out of bounds anyway. Out of bounds, yeah. And we're going to lose one of the stars of the league because of that? Because of a tackle that didn't that didn't wasn't even necessary. In fact, that was that one wasn't even penalized. Uh, and, and it should have been. That one yeah. should have been. Yeah. 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 Um, seven three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Interesting question. I, I did a, an event yesterday, um, a golf tournament. Anyway, as we were walking out, some guy asked me, he "said Do you think they trade Fromber?" Yeah, that's the new thing on on a couple little pockets of not. I wouldn't call it Astros Twitter because trading or getting rid of any player is going to be met with immediate derision, yeah. and they'll try it's to get what you they fired do. from your it's job. Not what but they do. but it's but there is a pocket of Astros fans asking that, and I'd never even considered that yeah um that's not it's first of all it's not what they do and secondly that would be just that that's contrary to everything that jim crane has done he's not given up on he's unless they're going to start over unless they're going to start over right now they're not and they're not starting over right now if if they were going to tucker trade tucker trade fromber you know trade all those guys it just isn't one 
And Dana Brown said, I'm not interested. He's already, he's already come out and said, because the question was asked, because Bob Nightingale said no, or actually it was Bob Nightingale that said, Dana Brown is not interested in training him. Now, they did listen to some offers for him. Sure. Yeah, and you know what? You listen. You know, whatever you want to listen and hear what everybody has to say. Um, but Fromber isn't, isn't going anywhere, which is, I mean, no, not now. You'd like to see, would you like to see them trade Kyle Tucker if they're not going to sign him? I'd like to see him take, I'd like to see him, uh, yeah, I, I would actually like to see them shop him and see what comes back for him. Because if the package is right, of course, package isn't right. You just, you keep him and take your chances. But if you get a package that you think could help you reload for your next run that may look a little different with different players, absolutely I would look into that. Yeah. Absolutely. I just saw it happen before, and it's not, it's painful. It's not, <clears throat> it's no fun. It's like trading a draft pick. You got a first round pick, the number eight pick, and then you trade out of the first round. Fans are not happy. It's disappointing. You you now have to wait. You put everything on hold until that moment comes up and you're excited again. Uh, when when you know when you have two first round picks the next year um, with Kyle Tucker, no, it'd be it'd be sad to to see him move on, and it would it would feel like you're giving up on a season. But it also could help you. It's it's a move for the future because what I did live through and what you lived through was they waited too long on Berkman and Roy Oswalt. They can, they continued to lose players and players continue to fall off like Bagwell, Biggio, uh, uh, Berkman was gone. Oswalt was gone. And by the time the Astros were done because they didn't have a minor league system to replace it, they didn't do their job. What you were left with was something that was very mediocre and to below average, and the Astros made the difficult decision, well, we're going to have to go full terrible. Like, we're just going to have to go full suck. And that's and that's what they ended up doing. And I'm worried. I mean, I, we're, we're a ways away from that. But you're going to have all these players, these great players that we know. I don't think it'll, it'll, it'll never get back to what it once was, how sucky it was for the Astros. But what do the Astros look like without, you know, what do they look like without Jose Altuve? What does it look like? If Jordan gets an injury that keeps him out for half the year and Kyle Tucker's gone that year and, and uh, you know, that's the year Kyle Tucker leaves and Bregman is gone. I understand there's going to be some players coming up from the minors, but. Did you see what he said about Jacob Melton? Uh, they're fans of Jacob no, he Melton. He said he's a stud. He's yeah. going to be a stud. Yeah. I think he's got a chance to be special. He was asked in almost, he was asked for in almost every trade talk. That's great. All teams are asking for him. That's great to hear. That's the one guy I was afraid to give away because uh, this is a guy that you're going to. Look up one day on TV, and and he's going to be playing, hitting balls over the fence. He's well, going to be Kyle stealing Tucker, bases. Right? He's going to be making great catches. That's what Luno thought about uh, Kyle Tucker. Yep, and went. that's why he refused to part with Kyle Tucker. So maybe you got the same thing. Uh, Dana Brown's still proving to us that he's an evaluator. Yep. You know, he's in that phase. Man, nothing personal, but we just haven't seen it yet. So we've got to see it really. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Jacob Melton. If you know, we're talking about the outfield. Yeah. Maybe Jacob Melton. Is maybe he's the it. next. Maybe he's the next Tucker, uh, and that'd be great. They, but they then, are always slow to bring guys. Slow. This is an organization that really you know. But but Tucker might be able to bring you the next replacement for Altuve in the future. Tuck and, and you know a really good relief arm and a starter like uh, you know a good starter. It's Kyle Tucker is a is going to be. I'm not calling him Juan Soto, although he's actually played better than Juan Soto. If you really want to know the truth, I'm not calling him Juan Soto. Or or uh, um, Shohei Atani or anything like that, but 
Juan Soto for two straight trades has gotten great value in well, return. Kyle Tucker is at a well, he's all MLB. Kyle Tucker back is at a, back a high. That's what I'm saying. Why can't you get two of the top four prospects from from yeah. a, a team? No, yeah. I mean, you're two top prospects from a team right. for Kyle Tucker. Now, in somebody who's a a pitch now. Well, guy. how long are you going to wait though? Because if I got him under contract for two years, I'm going to give up. Well, a, that's the, the problem. Bunch. That's the difficult thing because I, what I'm saying, I understand. Astros Twitter, you're going to hate me for all this, and everyone else listening is going to hate me. I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is how you actually rebuild. Mm-hmm. You take a little short-term pain for long-term potential, and you're right. He's not as valuable if you wait until next year. Right. If, no. you, if you were to do it this year, which I do not think the Astros are going to consider, no. but if they were to consider it this year, so much more valuable. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And it's got to be, i got to come to terms with him on a long-term deal. That they, the Dodgers worked it out with Glass now. Okay, so he hey, is. Maybe he's going to be a Dodger. They have Otani and Tucker and Mookie Betts. I mean, all they got to do is pay Kyle Tucker $400 million in like 25, 26 years. Yeah. You know, give him a million a year. I see Kyle Tucker's not taking that deal. No, 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 no. Kyle Tucker will not take your Shohei deal or your Mookie Betts deal. No. Kyle Tucker. I just saw Kyle Tucker in front of the Eiffel Tower. He was in Paris. Oh, was he? Yeah. Was he doing this? Like a, an influencer? No, he was just standing there. Actually, he was looking off into the distance. It was kind of cheesy, but okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's fine. I mean, Kyle Tucker I was the care. same as look. Long- he, was it the same look he had after swinging and missing and staring off in the space during the playoffs? Those yeah. were confused those looks. Same, yeah, yeah, those the, those same confused. No, looks? he actually looked. He, he actually looked like he knew what he was doing here. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he didn't know what he was. He doing. knew what he was looking at. Boy, was he? He lost. didn't know what he was looking at in I've the box. Seen Kyle Tucker in the postseason. He was lost. I never felt like Kyle Tucker had a chance. I, by the way, I've had that same feeling with Jordan in the past. Yeah. Uh, like in the World Series against but the Braves where I thought, I have no doubt that Jordan can't get a hit yeah, here. Right. No. And with Kyle Tucker, I felt the exact same way this year. Like, Kyle Tucker can't get a hit here. I already know. Oh, great. Tucker's up. You know what? When I, you say that? You know what? Can I we know. just get Dubon up to the plate? I know. Wow. That would have been. That's, that's terrible. That was my or, feeling. Or, or like, I just need to see a Bray with yeah. Dubon. I just don't want to see Tucker here. Uh, Woo, that's when I knew we might have a hard time winning. I uh, I know this. I think that I, I know that you need to stop dipping. Okay, you need to stop with the tobacco and the nicotine. You need to get that. I mean, get that out of your repertoire because it's dangerous. It really, really is dangerous. What you need is hemp in a pouch made of hemp with CBD oil. It's so much so good that CBD American Shaman says we want it in our stores and it is in their stores and select stores here and more and more stores are picking it up because they're like, wow, this stuff is really cool and this stuff is working and this stuff is actually helping people as opposed to the dip that's hurting people. If you're somebody that's dipping and you've got it all over and it's gross and you're, you're endangering, you're literally endangering your life, what you need is 975dip.com. Hemp in a pouch made of hemp with all the flavors that you love. You'll find the flavor that you chew with. You'll find it at 975dip.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, home of old Greg. I know what you're thinking. Here comes old Greg. He's a scaly man fish. I'm old Greg. 